Welcome to the podcast series on sexual health for seniors with Dr. Sue and Fran Carl. This podcast series is based on conversations with seniors about sexual health, sexual desire and related matters. This week we'll be talking about Elspeth's story. You're listening to Dr. Sue and Fran Carl. Let's introduce Elspeth, who is the focus of this week's podcast in the Sexual Health for Seniors series. At 75 years of age, Elspeth was beautiful. Her glossy blonde hair was styled into a neat bob and her figure would have been the envy of many a younger woman. Elspeth radiated joie de vivre, although there was a sadness in her life. Elspeth had been widowed for 10 years after a long and happy marriage. Elspeth described the sexual part of her marriage. We had a fantastic sexual relationship. Anything I didn't know about sex, he taught me. Sex is a natural thing. It was fantastic. A few years after her husband died, loneliness motivated Elspeth to place an advertisement in a local newspaper for a male companion. In the paper, she wrote, Widow, financially secure, own home and all that. You didn't know what you were going to get, Elspeth said. There were over 40 replies. Elspeth was delighted. I'd just like to take a step back here. I really congratulate Elspeth on her success. My own experience with online dating has been absolutely abysmal. (laughs) I have to be honest. I am meaning no disrespect to the gentleman who um, responded to my advert. At no point did I mention that I had any interest in budgies. I found uh, I had a budgie breeder who was very persistent and seeing we had a future together. I suppose the thing that I've learned, and while this has nothing to do with Elspeth, her ad worked very, very well. My ad obviously didn't send the right message and I triggered all sorts of interesting and from my perspective, not at all a good match, um, the responses that I got. And it probably made me much more cautious. Did, in, did you reflect back on why that might be, Fran? I did. I absolutely did. And probably the the emphasis that I had put is that I have a great need to have someone who can talk to me about books, who can be involved in theatre, who can be, you know, all of the passions that are in my life. And my question to myself was, did I put too much of an emphasis on those? And I thought I was being incredibly honest, but it would appear that at the time, my emphasis on those was either ignored or seen as not as important as being a football follower or a fishing fanatic or whatever. So my reflection is that I need to work more on, and do you do research? Online, I don't really know. Oh, there is. Yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah, we might um, talk about that at a future time. Absolutely, mm. it's deciding what the persona is, and it's got to be authentic and honest from mm. from my perspective. How I present that to be able to encourage the right sort of responses. Of course, it's going to be a bit of a, a numbers game that you put. You know, you have ten replies, and you probably only really batch with two. But it's an idea of I don't consider myself a non confident person, but it is, I suppose, taking that step forward that you really are presenting yourself in what is it 30 words or less and a photo wow Mm. the Mm. sort of miscommunication that can occur and as I say I had abysmal matches in the past so I probably maybe I could talk to you Dr Sue on how (laughs) I can shape shape to um, get a better match in the future Yes, I have to say I haven't had any experience with online dating personally, No, um, but I do have younger family members who um, have successfully been engaged in that, one of them married. Yeah. So there are success stories out there. There are, yes, there are. <laughs> budgie breeders do not apply. <laughs> uh, not that I don't love budgies, but no. <laughs> I wasn't sure what you were talking about with the budgies. <laughs> no, the tweeting kind. Oh, vis- visions of Tony Abbott. Right, yeah. right. <laughs> Uh, no. 
Anyway, back anyway, to today's yes, topic. Yes, we got off topic there, Dr Sue. <laughs> You're with Dr Sue and Fran Carl, and we are talking about sexual desire in older age and more specifically about Elspeth's story. Soon there were six male companions in her life. One was a platonic friendship. This was after her advertisement in the online dating sphere. The others were sexual relationships. Now remember, Elspeth was in her mid-70s at this time, but she embarked on a life of sexual adventure. In her words, Elspeth said, I like to be touched, you see. I found out what some men like. And there is a difference between love and sex. Sex is just bang, bang, gotcha. But you can't have good sex unless you have a good partner. When asked how she remembered who was who in her relationships, Elspeth laughingly replied, Oh, I just call them all darling, darling. Elspeth added that she also disguised herself on outings with the various men in her life by wearing lots of scarves, big hats and sunglasses. So this session's narrative is about sexual desire from an older person's perspective and our focus this week is on Elspeth's story. Let's continue. Elspeth had recently been diagnosed with Alzheimer's disease. She knew that she faced an uncertain future. In the meantime, Elspeth was determined to enjoy her life and was protective of her independence. She refused to live with any of the men in her new life and had also refused several offers of marriage. Elspeth noted that some men are looking for someone to look after them and also the thing is I am debt free. One of them is paying rent on that place and he wants to move in with me. I am not stupid, you know. Another one wanted me to be his lady and I said, no, no, no. Elspeth believed that loneliness and the need to be nurtured often motivated the men to seek a more permanent relationship. One of the men has always said, I am so lonely. See, loneliness is a thing that kills Elspeth, reflected, and men, whether they admit it or not, they like to be looked after. We all do, really. That was Elspeth's words, of course. Yes, that's right. Yes. A time was drawing near when Elspeth would also require being looked after. Health problems were increasingly intruding into Elspeth's life. Some days, she said, I get very, very tired. She also acknowledged, I have to rest. And other days, you know, I'm fine. Let's continue again with Elspeth's story. Until the disease took hold, Elspeth was determined to enjoy her new life. She was learning new ways of sexual enjoyment and adapted to a whole new way of life and she was happy. Elspeth exclaimed, I enjoy my life. I have always enjoyed my life. I had a fantastic marriage for 30 years and sometimes I used to get very lonely. But I don't now as I've got too many things to do. I am rich in many, many ways. But see, I don't compare the men that I know with my late husband because that was our special thing. And each of these men is different. They are not a bit like him. It is uncanny, you know. Those were Elspeth's words. Mm. Elspeth was very comfortable in her body, in her sense of self and in her relationships with others. So, Fran, thanks for presenting Elspeth's story. What do you think that story is essentially about? The thing that stood out was two things, actually. One is we all like to be looked after. I really responded to that particular term, but what that means is so individual. What does that mean? In our previous conversation, Sue, about what the persona you want to project, do I want to be looked after? Well, I guess, but I don't know what that actually means until I meet the person mm. who is mm. able to deliver that. Yes. You know, yeah. and that makes it pretty hard when you're talking about 30 words and from an online dating perspective. But generally, I think that's really, really simple that we all mm. do like to be looked after, you know, kindness and courtesy. Mm. 
but what that means is so individual. Yes. And it's being able to read that. That's true. And I think if I was putting an ad on an online forum or in a newspaper, I probably wouldn't say that because I like to think that I can look after myself to a large degree. Sure. Sure. <laughs> yes. Exactly. But in the end, of course, I'm an independent woman and all of those <laughs> sort of things. But when it comes to doing nice things for each other, are yes. you looking after that person's well-being in one way or another? Yeah, I think mm. so. Yeah. But I yeah. don't want to be looked after. No. No, that's right. It, it, it's very contextual, isn't it? Really? It's absolutely. How absolutely. you uh, do interpret it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and the other thing there that I remembered is that for Elspeth, adventure was oh, possible yes. <laughs> and also she anticipated it. Yes. She anticipated that there was going to be adventure. Yes. Wow. That aspect of looking at life that way really stood out for me. Yes, that's right. I remember uh, Elspeth and it, it was three years after her husband died and she was lonely yeah. and falling into a bit of depression and not losing motivation. And it was one of her children that actually suggested that she reach out and um, and that both of them were very surprised by the responses that she got. Sure. But, but what, uh, you know, what motivated her to engage with all six men, you know, <laughs> Why not just one, see how that worked, you know? Do you you think, though, that there's a sense of time running out that might be behind that? Oh, I think so. I think Mm. so. And I suppose from my perspective is are you giving yourself time, too much time to say, oh, well, I've got to find the right one and Mm. it's got to be right and all of those things. Well, Elspeth showed us that, Mm. you know, six at once, good on you, Elspeth. Um, I'm not (laughs) sure that I could do that. But to me that is a really, really positive thing in saying, We've only got today and we've only got so many years left. Let's make the best of them. So she did. did, Whether I would match that, I don't know. Uh But I think it's (laughs) – no. I think it would be too stressful (laughs) for me. She she actually had the days and that written up on a calendar. Oh, wow. Good on you, Elspeth. (laughs) (laughs) I I would find it too stressful. Yes, yes. Um, To be honest, I would too. But the bar she has set is quite high. I'd be happy to lower that bar quite a bit. And still end up with that idea of life is exciting Mm. and life is you can anticipate good things and you can anticipate that there will be happiness and joy and people being polite and kind and those sort of things. I think that's something really positive to um, project towards. Yes, and make it happen. Like she didn't just sit by and say, poor me, I'm lonely. Mm. She went out there and she embraced life. And the other thing is that the different men had different things to offer. Mm-hmm. You know, one of them liked to go to the movies, so they went to the movies before they fell into bed afterwards and that kind of thing. <laughs> Another one took her on a cruise. So she did a whole lot of different things. It's Elspeth not- is yeah. <laughs> right. Right. It's, yes, go on. It's sorry. Not, I was going to the act of being too intimate with a person. No. But it's those things that go around that too. Yes. You know, that, yes. that broaden your life and enrich your life, mm. I think. Mm. Yeah, too. Yeah, exactly. Mm. And just thinking about movies now, admitting it to you here, Sue, (laughs) (laughs) I used to load up some children of one sort or another to go and see the Transformer movies. I love them. Now I don't bother. I just go by myself, get my popcorn and my my choc top, and I love it. To be able to share that with someone who would have the same level of enjoyment would be fantastic. I don't need it, but it would be nice. It would be really nice. Yes, and I've been in that same situation. Actually, I've got a funny story there because yes. I used to love the children's movies as well. Yes, and yes. I always took along a young family member yeah. for the street credit game. Yeah, it. To, and legitimise yourself. <laughs> yeah. <right. laughs> but I remember one time we laughed our way through this movie, and I forget what it was called. It was about chickens. Um, can't remember what it was called. Oh, was that with the factory? Um, 
it might have been. Slinging gravy all over the place. I know the one you mean. Oh, it was hilarious. <laughs> yes. And we laughed and laughed. And the next day in the paper, I read a review and it said, only uh, imbeciles and very young people would enjoy that movie. <laughs> you Someone put your hand up. Where I was. <laughs> anyway, you were slotted in that review as <laughs> Yes, oh, there you go. Exactly. <laughs> oh, if they do a rerun, so you and I will be there in the front row. We will. <laughs> we can do that. Yes. So you've been listening to Dr. Sue and Fran Carl, and we've been talking about sexual desire in older age. The focus this week was on Elspeth and her sexual experiences after becoming a widow. Elspeth was an engaging woman who lived life on her own terms, as we've just been discussing. A beautiful butterfly that had been well cocooned until the vagaries of life drove her into a larger world. It was a world where Elspeth's wings fluttered and expanded to embrace a range of new experiences. We'll continue with our series on sexual health for seniors in our next podcast. Thank you for listening.